early data what is this hey everybody and welcome to show and tell it's me lady ada with me mr lady ada on camera control we're broadcasting live from the ada food factory in downtown manhattan but enough about us what you're here for is to see all the cool cats and kittens in the maker community come by show what they're doing we got a bunch of people from ada food digikey and friends of ours from it's, open hardware it's a, it's a whole it's a whole collection of of people it's a must make things. Crew. So uh, let's start it off. So coming up soon, I, I've been talking about this on Ask an Engineer. Yes. And more for ten years. Well, no. Well, yeah, but but this is <laughs> but this this event is somewhat. Um, well, Michael tells how many years it's been yes. doing it, but um, it's Open Hardware Month. It and, is. And uh, hello, Michael Lambert. Hey, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, and what is October. All right, so I'll, let me go. Let me go. Last question first. October yeah. is Open Hardware Month, so that's super important. Uh, I am Michael Weinberg. I am, among other things, the president of the board of the Open Source Hardware Association, and so I want to tell everyone that October is Open Hardware Month, and uh, it's a month to celebrate fun open hardware things. We were talking before the show. I don't know that there's like a classic thing you hang up for Open Hardware Month yet. <laughs> But if you have ideas, uh, let us know. Think this, board. Yeah, right. This is like a real good opportunity. Yeah. Um, there's like a whole universe of stuff happening for Open Hardware Month. I can talk about the exciting things or uh, I, I can wait a second, but I, I'm, I'm happy to jump in and tell you all the things. Yeah. For yeah, Hardware. we're going to, yeah, take a couple minutes and tell us everything that's going on. And then um, we're going to keep going to the, the guests. I, I know for us, I'll tell you what we're doing real fast. Yeah. We're going to certify more open source hardware. Hey, that's yes. what we're going to do, and we everyone else should do. too. But um, what what else is going on? So yeah, that is a great thing to do for Open Hardware Month is to certify open source hardware. It makes it's free and easy to show everyone uh, that your hardware is open hardware. It meets the open hardware definition. The other exciting things that are happening for Open Hardware Month. First, uh, we are now we've just kicked off the board election season. So if you are interested in being a board member of the Open Source Hardware Association, or you know someone who would be an amazing board member of the Open Source Hardware Association, don't be shy. Go to the site. Uh, you have to self-nominate to prove that you want to do it. Uh, we really want some, some people to come in and do it. We've got a bunch of slots open. So think about being a board member. If you are interested in who is going to be a board member, but you don't think a board member is quite right for you, um, all of the Open Source Hardware Association members vote for the board members. So if you want to join the Open Source Hardware Association, you get to vote to decide who's on that board. We're also going to have a member meeting this month. So this is a great time to join Oshawa and get more involved. I have so many things that I have to, I have to look down on my list. The next thing is we just posted a job for a new community coordinator. So if you are someone who loves the open source hardware community and you want to be part of the bridge between Oshawa and the community and the community in Oshawa and working back and forth and connecting everyone, also go to the uh, Oshawa site, oshawa.org. Check out that job description. It's a part-time job. You get to do all of the fun and important stuff we do at Oshawa. You'll be super connected. Uh, it's a great job for the right person. Um, the last two things I want to mention is in addition to certifying things, which is always fantastic, we also have people who are hosting either in-person or virtually sure. open hardware events this month for open hardware, for ne next month for open hardware month. So if you go to the open hardware month site, that's ohm.oshwa.org, you can check out uh, some kits and some things you can do to host those events in your community, again, in person, virtually, whatever is safe and people are comfortable with. 
And then I want to tease something that we're not quite ready to roll out, but I want to mention it for us. All right, breaking news. Breaking news. Yeah, so, so, so I hope you're sitting down. Yeah. Um, we, there's been a lot of talk in the open hardware community about FPGAs and what it means to do open FPGAs and like are FPGAs hardware, are they software, what's going on? Uh, we've been talking to some people, we've been putting together some best practices and we're gonna be rolling those out for people uh, in the next couple of weeks during Open Hardware Month. So keep your eye open for that if you are uh, an FPGA super fan and you want to know about this. And of Yay. course, we will. Yes, there's so more open tool chains. Yeah, more stuff. For, for FPGAs, yeah. this is perfect timing. Like We're actually starting to get, I mean, you can't buy FPGAs right now because there aren't any on planet Earth. But the minute they are all available again, um, a lot of people have been designing chips um, with you know ICE40 and other open tool chains, and it would be so cool to have a top-to-bottom open-source chip out there. The other sure. thing that's happened in the last um, few years is the expectations from customers, users, community, is the thing they're using has open-source components, open-source files, open-source tool chains, and I think we're going to continue to see more forms of advanced stuff. Like FPGAs are like, oh, man, that's crazy. What are we going to do? But I think... Um, Having having the open source hardware community in particular, um, being able to know that like oh this is open this is certified this is these are the tool chains you're not it's not the NDA trialware thing like there's so many things in that world kind of like back in the day mm -hmm. when you would buy a dev board and it would be like a thousand bucks or it'd be really expensive and you had to use the uh, the the, the com proprietary commercial yeah. um, software that's over you can't even, you couldn't even do that now. Now it's all about how do you get it into the hands of as many people, and usually that's open source hardware. Yay! So, all right, well, yeah. thanks for coming by, Michael. It's good to see you. Thanks yeah. so much. Good to see you too, and happy Open Hardware Month. All right, you can come back any Wednesday in October if you want. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And speaking of open source hardware, I'm pretty sure DigiKey is the biggest supplier of of open source hardware components, open source hardware. I'm products. pretty sure they are. Someone yes. someone will correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but um take it away, Kevin. Well I don't think you're wrong. I don't think we're I'm not wrong. only the largest supplier ever. We're also a huge supporter of open source hardware. Aww. Yeah. We, we love the guys that the the whole team at Oshawa, anybody that creates open source hardware, it, it, it's amazing to be a part of the whole the whole community and creating things that everybody loves. And how else would you learn technology without open source hardware. That's, I'll that's say this, right. this is gonna, this is some uh, kudos, or sometimes we say hug report here at Adafruit. Out of <laughs> all of the companies that are in like the, the DigiKey universe, there's, you know, Era, there's Newark, there's Mauser and everything. DigiKey is the one who uh, first adopted uh, working with open source hardware companies, um, getting them in their stores. And I think that's one of the things that has set them apart from others like digikey is a go-to place for usually when someone's like oh i'm gonna do open source hardware where should i get a thing and usually it's it's digikey they they say first and i think that's because of the not only just like the stocking of the stuff but you're always you're, you're in the community too so um kudos to everyone at digikey including you know marketing doesn't sometimes get credit for stuff but the the marketers at digikey i think were smart to to see that was the way to get into um engineers heads and say, like, oh, we have all the components and more. It's really amazing the road that it's taken us down as a company and all of us on the teams as individuals as well. I mean, it, it, it's so much fun. It's rewarding. It's exciting. So yeah. It's 
And then one one last thing, because this is Open Hardware Month, and Kevin's here, yeah. and Michael's here. So one other thing, when you buy stuff from DigiKey or you buy stuff from Adafruit, often it's professional engineers, and you often want to turn it into a commercial application. Mm -hmm. You could do that with open source and open source they do that. software and hardware. You can't Absolutely. do that with other things. Right. And even to this day, some people will email us or ask or say something about like, oh, can I use this? Oh, I see you have a license. Oh, I see this on the DigiKey side. And, I see it on and the data open, sheet. open source hardware and software, by the way, has made an impact on the kind of tools that are available and the kind of licenses that are available. So when I started, you know, and I'm not even that, I'm old, not that old. But, you know, I started 15 years ago doing electronics. Um, data, there's really common to have data sheets be under NDA, tool chains be under NDA, um, code was not life, freely licensable. And I'm actually, when I now get chips and sensors, code is now on GitHub. Yeah. Like that, I, I remember the first time I saw, like, I think it was Bosch, they put like code for one of their chips on GitHub and I was shocked. It was shocking, right? It was like, yeah. There's like well, a llama skateboarding also, by your house. It's companies like, what's going on? Ask companies like DigiKey, oh, we want tons of people to use our thing. And DigiKey is like, oh, like, here's this like maker thing. Here's a show and tell. Here's this other stuff. So anyways. It's good for, and it's it, good for everybody. It's like, it's like it, so cool to have freely, like I'm seeing it, MIT BSD licensed yeah. source code for chips is now available. It makes it so much easier to collaborate with people. Like there's code that we can never release because the company that you know the the firmware is is not freely licensed. I can't share it. I can't have the community improve on it because it's under a, and that, a restricted. And then most license. of the time, that's a dead end, and and we we try to uh, steer away from that. It's some old stuff. It's not, yeah. it's not a lot yeah. of new stuff. Recently, anyways, hasn't back to Do you, you remember what what the cost of an embedded design was twenty years ago? Like, Unreal. Just yeah. to be able to do any kind of an embedded so design. Yeah, the, I mean, the, your, pro, the your dev program was five hundred dollars. Oh, at least two hundred. The chip, you know, you'd have to get the 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 EEPROM program, you know, chip. Oh. Lockdown and that was 20 bucks a piece. Yeah. yeah, the tool chain only ran on Windows. So it didn't even run on Linux. Yeah, it, it it's amazing where everything has came. And you know, thanks to Adafruit and the different companies that created you pay for compilers. Kids these days, by the way, do not remember that. You used to have to pay <laughs> for a compiler. Yeah. And it was like eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. All right. So sorry that I derail a little bit, Kevin. No, sorry, it, what it, else you got going on? Open source hardware month. So speaking of learning open source hardware, I did want to share a little bit on our back to school program that yep. uh, getting students interested into open source hardware and creating designs. Students can uh, register and win cool prizes, share some, uh, a cool project or a cool design that you have. It doesn't have to be functioning. Just share something cool with us and get your name entered to win some cool prizes, which one of these prizes happen open source hardware product. Yay. And so I, cool. You I can you guys enter work. open source hardware and win open source hardware. I love it. It's exactly. a circle of life. You can get. I, I, I dare you guys to create a better game than I have. A little fire truck. Okay. Hit the pause. Okay. Button. Well, there's a there's a siren outside, so I don't yes. know if that counts. That's the, the space invaders with the sound effects. Make code's cool. It is. It All is. right, everybody, enter. Win right. free stuff. Cool. Thank you so much, Kevin. And could you drop the link in the chat? After your, I, I absolutely can. Uh, I'll okay. drop in the chat and it's uh, digkey.com slash back to school with the number two, back okay. to school. Back to school. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin. Right, thanks, Happy Kevin. Open Hardware Month. All right. You guys take care. All right. Sweet. All right. Hey, next up. hey Trev. Hey, what's up? How's you it going? Doing? Trev, you're working on a cool app that um, some folks have seen, but some folks haven't. You want to talk about? Sure. I'll show you it right now. Let me uh, share my screen. 
right. Can you guys see that? Yes. Yeah. I see awesome. us. I see right, us. Cool. Sweet. Awesome. All right. So this is the Pileap app. So it's a it's a very simple app. Basically, what it does is it takes example code and libraries from the Adafruit Learn system. Uh, then it transfers that same code and libraries to your device. And I'll show you right now. There we go. All right, so you got All a right. Blue Fruit Express Blue Fruit right here. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna. Okay. And then, is there, should be should there be anything on your screen besides the show and tell thing, or is that uh, your other monitor? Other monitor. Oh. Yeah. Or is there something that because oh, no. we just see the show and tell screen with the little. Really? Oh no! Whoa! Area. Wee! We're going. <laughs> All right. Let me try to. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no! Trevor's gone. That's how it is. The app makes people teleport. Yeah. Well, I'm going to hop over to, um, Do you go to Brent? Okay. I'm going to go to Brent and then we'll pop back over to Trevor afterwards. Okay, Brent. Hey, Brent. Uh, I wanted Trevor to finish because I was entering the DigiKey school thing. Um, <laughs> we'll tell, if we see Trevor pop in, we'll tell him to hang, hang back for a minute. <laughs> no problem. Okay. So this past week, um, the Adafruit IO team and I have finished like revealing and launching Whippersnapper to the public which is awesome. So now you don't need an invite from me and you can go straight to the Adafruit learning system. To put the screen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, cool. And it's under new guides and we have a whole quick start for this. And you can also visit it by going to io.adafruit.com slash whippersnapper. And for those who don't know what this is and don't know what I'm talking about, um, it's an interface for Adafruit.io which is our Internet of Things service. Um, and it makes any Wi-Fi capable board into an IoT device and you don't have to program. So it's a no code solution and you can plug in your sensors and you can plug in your actuators and you can interact with your board from the internet. And we've been working on it for about a year. I think we started like mid-September, sort of like looking and researching it over last year. And then we started mid-September last year. So it's been a year. And it's finally out. Yay. All right. Well, we'll be showing a video um, on our show tonight and uh, talking about this and more. So if folks want to try this out, what do they do? They go to io.adafruit.com slash whippersnapper. All right, cool. Okay, thanks, Brent. All right, thank you so much, Brent. Okay, All next right. up, let's pop over to JP. JP. Show us some. What's going hey. on? Hey. Well, I'll tell you what. I've Can you hear me, first of all? Yes. 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 Yeah. Sweet. Oh, okay. uh, so I've been working with these cool little uh, LEDs that we have that are um, wireless and batteryless, and they get their power uh, transformed to them by an inductive coil. Uh, and I've added a, a set of lights to this little car of mine. So you'll see here, this is a uh, kind of like a matchbox car. It's a, an Auto Bianchi I must have gotten when I was a kid in Italy. Uh, and I've had it forever and ever, and it happens to be just the right size to do this. Which is add some sweet, sweet lighting. Uh, no batteries, no wires, and you can see the lights will go off when I remove them from the range of the coil. It's hidden under this little mat here, which I'll reveal. A magician Ooh. shouldn't reveal their tricks, but I've just done that. Uh, and so you can see here, you can even uh, drive into the range of the coil. Let me go boop, boop. And you'll see also, uh, you might be able to see, I've got some red and yellow lights in there to act like little. Uh, oh, that's actually really nice. It kind of like, you know what's interesting is I think. Um, 
you know, for people who do like miniature photography, this could be a really, cause it, yeah. you know, yes, you, you can tell it's a miniature cause of the, the quality, but it's like the lighting yep. doesn't look miniature. Yeah, like for sure. Yeah. And there's lots of gaps in there you can see through. So you're not fooling anyone with it, but it's really adorable. And it's uh, kind of nice because it means you can add these. These are, uh, you know, we get 10 of these little LEDs in a pack. This is the small little five watt coil uh, or five volt coil, <laughs> five watt. That'd be awesome. Um, and you can just stick them in your model and forget about it and then s set them onto the coil to light them up. But it's not like they're stuck in some lighting setup or whatever. They're just kind of part of part of the thing now. Um, so I'm, I'm impressed with these and uh, I'm having fun trying them out in some different modeling environments uh, and applications. Uh, and I'm also uh, building a little display shelf thing that embeds a couple of the big coils so that you can do like a big uh, Gundam model or some other thing uh, that can display both uh, from the bottom up and from the back as far as what angle the coil. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's more, more co cover everything. I feel like I this is a preview of like next year's Tesla keynote where they're like, we're just going to put coils everywhere. I know, this, this <laughs> so, is pretty much a Tesla. We're just going to put coils we'll everywhere. Sprinkle LEDs on it. It's really the most effective way if, if you just need to cover something everywhere. LEDs. Then we yeah. don't have to worry about power. Okay. Now this, I All feel right, thanks like so much, Vivian. about to get merged into a SPAC. Yeah. All right, coils, thanks, man. All right. All right. And next up, let's go to Jeff and Jeff's kitten printer. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah. So I was browsing um, Hackaday, as you do, and there was a project where somebody had written Arduino code to interface with these little thermal printers. And of course, it's a cat. So I had to pick that one. And I said, let's do a guide. So check out the guide on the Adafruit learning system. And I've got some uh, pre-rendered images, but we also walk Live you through. Demo. Live yeah. demo. Yeah. Uh, so they are these lovely little um, dithered, dithered, come on. We're going to zoom in there. So good. little, good. little half-tone images, if it we'll would focus. focus. Uh, anyway, that's too much to ask, but you wanted the live <laughs> demo. So live demo. I've prepared a special image just for tonight. Yes. Uh -oh. this, is okay, not, so this is not in the guide. That's really guy. fast. I can't even print to a printer here. I know. You should replace a printer with, with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Next time I come back to New York, that's what we'll do. That's cool. That's amazing. So you just load up the file and then you can print it over Bluetooth. Yeah. There are a couple of steps, but you put your files on the CircuitPy drive um, and then you can select through them on the menu with the tiny print. You can see down there at the bottom, maybe it's changing the file name and then just yeah. print. Whichever one you picked. That so, is so fun. Pick one up on, what a weird coincidence, it's the same image. Uh, yeah. You can check out the guide, and if you want one, pick one up. Uh, the printer is on, of course, that website, but the clue is on Adafruit. And it'll work with any of our Bluetooth boards, too, so. I've only tested it with this one, and I had a frustrating experience trying to do it on Raspberry Pi, but it should work like on a Feather Sense or um, yeah. whichever other ones have Bluetooth. I, ironically, which... sometimes you know native Bluetooth works better because the, the Raspberry Pi does HCI over UART, and so it's like, you know, it's it's great for like advertising, but then it's like I'm sending 300 kilobytes, and it's like I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's really that's fun. exactly how it was. Um, it would. It would just get a little ways, and then I'd get kernel errors, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to debug this today. I'm going to say this works on the Feather, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, it works, it works surprisingly well. I feel like they should have made the uh, mouth thing underneath the eyes, like a nose a little bit bigger, so it looks like the, the cat is just, Vomiting. like, throwing up <laughs> the prints. I feel like there was a missed opportunity there. but Yeah, yeah I mean, there are a lot of different it. cute shapes, so yeah. maybe go check them out and find one that fits you better. 
All right. All well, right. thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. That was all right, y'all have a good one. And yeah. Jeff's cute cat. All right, next up. All right, next up. I'm Pedro. I'm Pedro. What you got going on? Hey, what's up, folks? So we got our hands on the LED glasses. So we wanted to 3D print a little frame. So this is a little three-piece right. frame that you just kind of snap together. It's got some screws. And I got Phil B's code, his demo code for the audio visualizer stuff. So I got that running right now. Um, so folks want to 3D print one, um, this will fit any Feather compatible board. Just get some screws and some hex nuts, and you can attach it to one of these little arms. And for power, I just have this micro USB cable with this little lipstick battery. Mm -hmm. And what's really nice is I got these little nose pads because it was kind of roughing up my nose. Yeah. But uh, let me go ahead and put them on now and see if I can fit it over my existing glasses. Yes. Oh, there we go. Maybe yeah. that fits. Looking good. Yeah, it kind of fits. Looks there great. Maybe I can nice. get You're the headphones to, to keep it on there. Yeah, give me a beat, Pedro. <laughs> so so y'all can 3D print your own frame if you oh, got nice. a pair. And uh, if you don't have a pair, um, sign up for um, when they're back in stock. All right. All right. Thank you. Very cool. All right, All right folks. Bye. All right. Next up, Liz. What's going on, Liz? Hello. How's it going? Hello. So this is the MIDI Melody Maker that I worked on uh, with Nelly last year. Uh, and I really wanted to interface it more with a uh, Eurorack. So what we've got here is just a little dev board um, that takes a gate in signal. Um, so I'll turn up the volume. And so now it's sending with CircuitPython the different uh, signals. It's still going through MIDI. So I'm using Soul to convert the MIDI messages um, to 1B Oct, which is how notes get um, translated. Mm -hmm. in Euro rack, but um, I'm hoping to eventually make this whole thing like a Euro rack um, thing. So this is kind of the first step in that. So I just broke out these pins from the what had been the modulation pot. So awesome! Yeah. It's always synth time at the Liz household. Yes, I always. love it. <laughs> All right, thanks, Liz. All right, thank you so much, Liz. Thank All right, you. next up, Michael. How's it Hello, going? Good How are you? Hello, Michael. Hey, what you got going um, on? So I absolutely love 3D printing. Um, and something I've been messing around with has been embedding um, magnets into the 3D prints. Oh, so yeah. I'll oh, fun. to um, this camera here. Um, and yeah, I, I'm using this translucent plastic so you can see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and I made this little thing last week just, to, just as a little test. Um, and I have a whiteboard up here so you can see that it does indeed it is magnetized yeah. um, and the way it's working um, the way I have it set up here in the slicer um, at that specific layer um, like I basically have a boolean or like a little hole basically in there um, and I just have it so it will want to switch the filament so it basically pauses the print and then I just put a dab of super glue in there uh, and then press like these tiny little magnets in there that I got from uh, DigiKey. Um, and yeah, uh, so basically that's how you can get uh, embedded magnets in a print. So, yeah. All right. I think it's cool. I love it when people, you know, it's like you get a tool and then you're like, how can I do things that it wasn't really meant to do? Like I, I always love, you know, running a tool and stopping it at a time and then changing something around and then running it again. And uh, I used to do that with like um, my laser writer. Yeah. That was super fun. We also, I was thinking about magnets and how you can put embed them and things, but then you have to figure out where they are. And uh, we have this magnetic uh, paper. 
it's this yeah uh, yeah yeah and you put it we we tested it with like an ipad oh look here's where all the magnets are inside of the back of the ipad yeah that's so. super fun that's cool. oh, it looks great i love you, i love that you're you're pushing the tool the tooling to the next next step that's right thanks nice work Okay, take care. Right, good to see you. All right, I think that's And that's our show. Okay. We finished right on time. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. That's Show and Tell. We do this every single week at 7.30 p.m. Next week, JP is hosting. Um, and then uh, we'll see if uh, we're hosting next week. We're trying to alternate because um, Wednesdays have been really busy recently. So we'll see everybody. Every, every day has been really busy. Yeah. Um, we'll see everybody next week uh, in some way, shape, or form for Show and Tell. And in a couple minutes, ask an engineer. Thanks, everybody. See right, you in buddy. five minutes.